Mission Jesus. Jesuit Father John Edwards, on mission, talks about Our Lady and her apparitions in Lourdes, Fatima and Medjugorje. This talk was given in 1987. Now we'll turn to Our Lady, asking her help to praise her son, and hoping that speaking of her, we'll give joy to him, as we surely will. Notice this about Our Lady. There's very little really about her in the New Testament, but there is, at the beginning of Luke, this long passage, the Magnificat. In it she says, All generations will call me blessed. And you and I do. Every day. And again and again, when we say the Hail Mary, we say, Blessed art thou among women. It's nice to be fulfilling her prophecy. Notice about Our Lady, that she's in at the beginning of everything. In a certain sense, you know the woman of Genesis, Eve, the prophecy was made that her offspring would crush the serpent's head. The inspired writer, the Holy Spirit, through him was talking about another Adam linked to another woman. When Our Lady said yes at the Annunciation, she started the Incarnation. I mean, God could have redeemed another way, but he chose to be dependent on this young Jewish girl accepting his will. If she had said no, we wouldn't have been redeemed. Now, I'm not saying redemption is her work. She is God's handiwork, but he did choose to use her. The first miracle... Cain of Galilee was worked at her request. That advanced the passion of Jesus Christ. My hour has not yet come, says our Lord to her. But she says, go and do whatever he says. And by so doing, makes our Lord change his plan. Our Lady is there at the cross, where at the birth of the church, as Christ is dying, he confides St. John, and not just St. John, you and me too, to Mary as his mother. She is the mother of the church. She's there at Pentecost. And it looks as if our Lord uses her often to initiate things. I'm going to talk about historical events now. I'll talk first about Lourdes. By way of something that happened in the 1920s or 1930s. There was this young girl who had a cancer growing underneath her stomach. The cancer grew across and squeezed off the exit to the stomach, the pylorus, so she couldn't take nourishment anymore. To help her, with very skillful surgery, what they did was they cut a hole in her stomach, link up the small intestine, cut a hole in that too, stitch the small intestine to the stomach, close off one part of the small intestine so that now she can take nourishment and it will pass on now through this new opening down into the intestine. I think I've got my medical facts right. Well, so far so good, it was better than nothing. She could take fluids, she could eat. But the cancer grew and grew across and squeezed off this new exit. 
Now in that condition, dying and starving and dehydrated, she went to Lourdes. At Lourdes, three things happened. First, the cancer disappeared. Now that alone would not be accepted as a miracle because a cancer can remit, not instantaneously as this one did, but it can. Just that would not have gone as far as the bishop's in-tray. Nor would we be surprised that the original exit to the stomach opened up again. Why shouldn't it? There's nothing to squeeze it off. But this is what stops one in one's tracks. Instead of the new exit opening up again, what happened was this, that the small intestine which had been stitched to the stomach and the tissues had grown together, the small intestine separated. The hole in the stomach closed up. The hole in the small intestine closed up. Where the small intestine had been closed off, it opened up. The surgery was undone and undone instantaneously. Now you and I don't know everything that nature can do. We don't know all the powers of auto-suggestion or faith healing and so on. But we do know some things that nature cannot do. It can't do that. The author of nature was intervening then. And that was accepted as a miracle by the church. Now a lot follows from this. I think myself we have, I'll talk about this tomorrow, we have a, an indication of Christ pointing to the Catholic Church when things of this magnitude overwhelmingly happen in the one context. But I leave that aside. If God was pointing there by this miracle, and if he does it often, he is pointing to the context which is Lourdes. God wants us to listen to what Our Lady was saying at Lourdes. And what was she saying? She was saying, you must pray and you must do penance. And by implication, the prayer she recommended, one of the prayers was the Rosary. And then in 1917, these three young illiterate children see the beautiful lady. She asks them to pray and to do penance. Could you have a nicer prayer than this? When disaster happens, or suffering happens, or you've got a headache, or you've been let down by somebody, or you're in a flap or a panic, this sacrifice prayer of Fatima. Oh my Jesus, it is for love of you, in reparation for offenses committed against the Immaculate Heart of Mary, and for the conversion of poor sinners. If you or I could train ourselves to say that whenever we got upset or hurt, it would change the whole nature of suffering in our lives. Anyway, she taught the children, and they said, look, people don't believe us. Would you work a miracle? And she said, yes, I will. On the 13th of October, the last time I see you, in the Kovada area, at 12 o'clock, I will work a miracle that all can see. Now this has never happened before in historical times, that a miracle should be announced beforehand as to date, as to place, and as to time. 70,000 people turned up to see, including newspaper reporters and photographers. And the newspaper reporters were anti-clerical, were atheist. Portugal at this time was, the establishment was by no sense, in no sense Catholic. 
Now what they saw was this. I don't say this happened. I don't think it could have happened because if it had, you and I wouldn't be here now. But this is what they saw. The children say, quiet, silence, our lady is coming. They speak to her, nobody else sees her. She goes, and as she goes, Lucy says, the oldest of the children, look at the sun. Now it was a rainy, overcast day. Photographs show thousands of people with umbrellas. There were 70,000 people there. The cloud thinned and they saw the silver disk of the sun. Now what they saw was this, that the sun changed colour, gold, red, blue, shot out rays of coloured light, began to spin, moved across the sky, up and down, and then, they say, appeared to fall out of heaven so that an eyewitness would describe it as like that. Now, it couldn't have happened, could it? But that is what 70,000 people saw, including some who were 30 kilometers away and didn't expect to see a thing. Now, what would one say? That it's a lie? You can't have 70,000 people lying, and the newspaper reports are conclusive. The newspaper ought to change their mind about this religious phenomenon. That it was hallucination? You couldn't have an instantaneous hallucination identical for 70,000 people. Was some natural event? You're into a supernatural explanation. This is either from heaven or from hell. Now I do not think the Pope went to Fatima a year after the assassination attempt on him. He was, the attempt was made on May the 13th, which was the first apparition at Fatima. A year later he went to Fatima, was photographed with Lucy, Sister Lucy, the remaining one of the visionaries. Paul VI was photographed with her, with her arm around her. If the Popes are misleading us about Fatima, I think they could be misleading us about anything. If the Church is wrong about Lourdes, I think we're the church could be wrong about anything. We do not have to believe either of these events, but I think we're fools if we don't. I think we have to listen to the message of Fatima, and the message was prayer and penance, and specifically the rosary. And she said, if people change their lives, another world war will be averted. It wasn't. And now in Medjugorje, the church has not yet approved Medjugorje. Every night, since June the 24th, 1981, at least two of six youngsters, and it would have happened about an hour ago, at 6.45, I've been in the room while it's been happening, at least two youngsters claim to be speaking to the Mother of God. This is unique. Every night for more than six years. Fraud? Could kids carry fraud off like that? Wouldn't they get sick of it? The youngest was 10 when it started. Hallucination? They'd been tested with cardiograms, encephalographs, and all sorts of things. And a lot of other people have been hallucinated too. Father Lachlan Hughes, a friend of mine at Farm Street Church, with 20 other people, for 10 minutes, measuring the movement relative to the top of this hill, four fingers across and four fingers down, saw the miracle of the sun as at Fatima. 
something so commonly observed at Medjugorje that it's not terribly exciting now. My own nephew, for 10 minutes, with 20 other people, saw, I don't think this happened, but what he saw, he's very cagey when he told me about it, he's a medical student, saw the granite cross on top of the mountain spinning. Now when it happens in your own family, you sit up and take notice. I don't know what more God could do to point to the message of Lourdes and Fatima. The message of Medjugorje, the same. Prayer and penance. And the prayer she mentions is the rosary. Why? Because with these things, prayer, penance, fasting, she says, then we will be converted, turned around, twisted, linked to her son. And if we can do that, then peace. She's not just talking about international peace. She says the world is on the brink of disaster. Well, we know that. But she's talking about peace where it's got to begin in your heart and my heart. I think heaven is shouting to us. I think heaven for 150 years, through the mother of God who brought Jesus to us, is giving us a, in the technical sense, a prophecy. And I think we've got to listen. Well, we must listen, I think, to Lourdes and Fatima. We're fools if we don't. Well, now, all this is said in the presence of the Blessed Sacrament. We know that the Mother of God is in adoration with us now. Let's please our Lord by singing a hymn. It's a sort of a rosary hymn. You may not know the tune, but it's a very easy tune. I think you'll pick it up. It's very simple. You'll see that really these verses are working through the mysteries of the rosary, the 15 mysteries of the rosary, the three joyfuls, the three sorrowfuls, and the three glorious. So join in when you feel you can. O Lady, full of God's own grace, whose caring hands the child embraced, who listened to the Spirit's word, believed and trusted in the Lord. O Virgin, fastor of the sea, my dearest mother, pray for me. O Virgin, fastor of the sea, my dearest mother, pray for me. O Lady, who felt daily joy in caring for the holy boy, whose home was plain and shorn of wealth, yet was enriched by God's own breath. O Virgin, fast of the sea, my dearest mother, pray for me. O Virgin, fast of the sea, my dearest mother, pray for me. O Lady, who bore living's pain, but still believed that love would reign, 
who on a hill watched Jesus die as on the cross they raised him high O virgin star of the sea my dearest mother pray for me O virgin star of the sea my dearest mother pray for me O lady who on Easter day had all your sorrow wiped away as God the Father's will was done when from death's hold he freed your son O virgin star of the sea my dearest mother pray for me O virgin star of the sea my dearest mother pray for me